Hey, what's up everybody? How y'all doing? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf uh, Kuf Aleph, Daf 101 of Masech the Shabbos. And boy, do we have a Daf for you. If you are into Rishus HaRabim, Rishus HaYachid, Four Amos, Ten Tvachim, Three Tvachim, Lavud, Good Asik, Good Aches, well not Good Asik, just Good Aches, this is Mamash the Daf for you. So, here we go. Um, we're going to talk about, so we're gonna, the Gemara begins by continuing our Machlokas yesterday between Rav Huna on the one hand and Rav Chista and uh, Rabba by Rav Huna on the other hand um, about how to extract water from the sea in, and bring it into your boat on Shabbos. Uh, then we're going to talk about canoes. But not in the fun sense, in the, um, can you carry in a canoe sense, or is it a, um, caramelist sense? Yep, yep. Uh, and then we're gonna talk about boats that are tied up. Can you carry between them? Can you make an Arab between them? Yeah, pretty exciting. Let's get started. Dafkuf Amun Bez. Um, about, honestly, it's three lines after it gets wide on Dafkuf Amun Bez. So it says, Amalei Rav Nachman, Liraba Bar Avua. Okay. So Rav Nachman said to Rabbi Barvur, "The Rav Huna the Amar Motzi Emenaz is Kol Shum Male." Okay. Now remember, who could tell me what was Rav Huna's opinion yesterday? What are we even talking about, friends? What are we even talking about? We're talking about a, a boat. Okay. A person is on a boat. Now he wants to. He's thirsty. So he figures, I have a good idea. I'm on a boat. I'm in water. Let me just stick a cup into the water, get something to drink, and drink it, right? However, there are some complications, which is that, well, you're in a boat. Boat is Uh The sea that you're in is a Carmelis. So you can't, you know, you're not, you would not be allowed to transfer from um, the sea, which is a Carmelis, into the boat. So, so, so what do you do? So Rufuna's suggestion was what you could do is, well, the fact of the matter is that the sea is more than 10 tefachim deep, let's be honest, right? And because it's more than 10 tefachim deep, and the sea, which is a Carmelis, uh, the bottom of the Carmelis is the bottom of the sea, and the bottom of the sea is more than t- 10 tefachim far away, which means that at the end of the day, practically speaking, any water that you're going to be drawing from the sea is more than 10 tefachim from the bottom of the sea, i.e. it's in a makom p'tur. You're really just taking from a makom p'tur into your shusayachid, and there's really no problem with that. And according to Rav Huna uh, you, you know, you can even really just stick your cup right into the water and, 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 and take it into the boat and drink from it. However, we do want to make some kind of recognition uh, so you don't end up just taking water, that, you know, so you don't end up saying, oh, I'm allowed to take water from the sea, from a Carmelis into a Rosh So therefore you use some kind of a stick, some kind of a rod, you attach your cup to the rod and you fish for some water. And then you bring it into your boat and, and, and you drink it like that. Um, now, Rav Chizda and Rabba uh, Barav Huna's opinion on the other hand was that you, um, what do you do? Who could tell me? What do you do? So according to them, actually the, um, Tent Fahim of the Carmelis, when it comes to the sea, actually begins on the surface of the sea, which means that if you, um, would just stick your cup into the water, you'd mamish be taking water from a Carmelis. 
So what's their suggestion? Their suggestion is that you um, have some kind of... So I was translating it yesterday as a portable Rishos Hayachid. But today I'm kind of understanding it more as like building like a four Tfachim by four Tfachim space on, on the side of the boat. So what you do is on the side of the boat, you just kind of create like, I don't know, some kind of space that's four Tfachim by four Tfachim wide. And then we'll say that those walls go down to the water and it essentially is creating a Rishos Hayachid over there. And from there, you can stick in your cup and pull out some water and you're basically pulling it out of this Rishos Hayachid that you've created in the water. Okay, then you're basically taking it from one Rishos Hayachid to another, uh, into your boat, which is also Rishos Hayachid. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Now, what, so Rav Nachman is asking Rabbi Baravua, he's saying, so now, according to Rav Huna's opinion, that um, there's really nothing wrong with taking water from the sea and bringing it into your boat. Because lemaise, you're going to be taking water out of a makom p'tur, okay? So, what happens in a situation where the sea is not ten tvachim deep? Meaning, Rav Huna only works if you make the assumption that you're always going to be in an area that is more than ten tvachim deep. But, what if you're in an area that is not ten tvachim deep? So you mamish will be taking water from a Carmelis and bring it into your boat, which is a Shosayachid. That's a problem, right? So that's his kasha. So Amr of Nachman, the Rabbi Baravua, the Rabbi Huna, the Amr Moti Aymenes is kosher. So according to Rabbi Huna, who says that you just need to like take up a stick, attach a cup to it and go fishing for some water. And it's no problem because that water you're going to be taking from a Makum Ptur anyways. Right, umemale, and he fills up his cup. Zimnin deleka asara. But what about in instances where the water that you're in is not ten tefachim deep? And your mom is going to be taking water from a karmelis and bring it into the shusayachid with you. So Amalei, so Rabbi Baravua answered of Nachman, Gamrina de insfinim alechas bepachas me asare. So, so Rabbi Baravua says, look, lemaise. A Sfina, this boat is, is a big boat. It's not a little kiddie boat. It's a big enough boat that it wouldn't be able to go in water that's less than 10 Tfachim. Remember, 10 Tfachim is what? A few feet deep. You know, maybe three feet deep. It's pretty shallow. Um, so you're not going to have a boat traveling in such shallow waters. And therefore, Lemaise, um, if he's in this boat, uh, you can assume that it's going to be in water that is more than 10 Tfachim deep. And therefore, uh, that's why Rafuna can safely assume that any water that this fellow is taking out from the sea is going to be coming from a, a Makum Ptur. Vamursha, Isla. But what about the prow of the boat? I just learned what a prow of a boat is. A prow of the boat is the front of the boat. That kind of, uh, meaning so you have the hull. I learned what that is as well. So the hull of the boat is like the main area of the boat. But then you have the prow of the boat, which is the front, and it kind of extends further out. So what, what, what the Gemara is asking is that while the main part of the boat might not travel in a part in, in, in water that is less than uh, 10 Tfachim deep, but what about the prow that extends in front of it? Maybe that will go in an area that is less than 10 Tfachim deep. And if, you, if somebody would be hanging out on the prow and fishing for some water, so then he might end up taking water from, you know, assuming that, it, assuming that, that, right, that the water bites. But if he gets a catch, he might catch some water, um, that is within 10 tfachim of, 
sorry. Uh, all right, whatever. Right, okay. Anyways, right. the, the water is not going to bite. You, you can assume he's going to get some water. Uh, so he's going to take his little fishing rod <laughs> with his little cup at the end. He's going to immerse it in the water, get his water. Now, the problem is that if he's doing that on the prow of the boat, well, maybe the prow is in an area that is less than 10 tfachim deep, and he'll be taking water from a Carmelis, right? Uh, and then bring it into the boat, and that'll be a problem. So that's the Gemara's Kasha. So I'm Rav Safra, Gashushe Azle Kama. Okay, Rav Safra says, no, the way that they do it in the boats is you'll have people in front of the boats with long sticks, and they're going to be poking around in the water to ensure that the boat is not going to be traveling in waters that are less than 10 tfachim deep, because it'll get stuck. So therefore, basically the point is you can assume that they're staying away from any waters that are less than 10 tfachim deep, because the, the boat will get stuck. And therefore, according to Afuna, you can safely assume that any water that you're taking out of the sea is going to be uh, higher up than more than 10 tfachim from the bottom of the uh, sea, and therefore it's a malcolm tour, and there's nothing to worry about. Okay, so What about according to Chizda and Rav Barfuna, who says that you basically create this um, little Rishus Hayachid, and that is where you're going to be drawing water from? That they say that you just make an area fourth Tfachim by fourth Tfachim, and from there you fill up your water. And then bring it into the boat, but it's okay because it's entirely a rishus hayachid. One rishus hayachid to another rishus hayachid, no problem. So then shofrin de hechi shidilu. But what about the refuse water? Water, as Rashi says, maybe some water that you were using to wash cups and dishes. Maybe maybe water that you're using for the bathroom, right? Water is that uh, you know kind of dirty water. Now, how would you get rid of that water from the boat into the sea? Now, you can't just chuck it overboard because then you would be transferring it from Rishus Ayachid to Carmelis. That's a problem. Now, the Gemara says, well, and if you're going to say, well, just pour it through your Rishus Ayachid thing that you created, right? You created this 4x4 four four area where you're going to be taking water from, so why don't you also just pour the dirty water in there? Well, Me'isei, lay. So, the problem with that would be that that would be kind of disgusting. Right, I guess you're assuming that the boat is docked, is anchored, and you created this area that's your shusayach that that's you're going to be drawing water from. You're not going to want to pour dirty water there. I mean, even if the water is moving and it'll kind of move away, I guess even at least psychologically speaking, you know, you don't want to be pouring the dirty water in the same place where you're getting your drinking water. So the Gemara answers the shdilu adafna desfina. So the Gemara answers, okay, what you're going to do instead is this: go anywhere on the boat that you want. And take this dirty water and just basically pour it down the side of the boat. So when you're pouring it on the side of the boat, well, the side of the boat is just the Rishasayachid. It's the boat. The boat is Rishasayachid. And then uh, it'll trickle down into the water, which is a Carmelis, but you didn't do that. You know, all you did was throw it against the side of the boat. Vaika Kocho. What about the fact that it's his Kocho, it's his activity? Meaning you can't just, um, you know, do something, meaning the water is going to get to the Carmelis because of the activity that he did. So you can't just like turn a blind eye and say, oh, I'm just going to throw it against the wall of the boat and walk away. Yeah, but by throwing it against the wall of the boat, necessarily 
this water is then going to flow down to the Carmelis and it's going to go from Shusayacha to a Carmelis. He's not allowed to be the source of that, um, you know, uh, scenario. You know, he can't set up that situation where the water is going to necessarily, you know, cause the situation where the water is necessarily going to go from the Shusayacha to the Carmelis. So my answer is, Kocha B'Karmelis Lo Gazu. Oh. So this Indian of Kocha, you know, of setting up the stage so that this hotza is going to happen from one rishus to another. So it's not a big deal when it comes to karmelis, which is only a dinder abanan. So if, if you would have koach, if you would set up a situation where something is going to be transferred from rishus ayachet to rishus arabim, that would be a problem. But from rishus ayachet to karmelis, the chacham don't make a gzera. They don't go that far as to say, as you wouldn't be allowed to have koach. Uh, in the context of a Carmelis, and therefore you would be able to just throw the water against the side of the boat, and even though it's going to trickle down into the Carmelis, um, that's okay, because he's not pouring it directly from the Rosh to the Carmelis, uh, he's just kind of throwing it against the side of the Rosh and it on its own, at that point, will then just rely on gravity to get to the Carmelis. And how do you know to say that they didn't make a Gezerah about Koho when it comes to a Carmelis? Titania, as we learn in the Bible, says, Sfina in metatsal lo mitocha, layam velo min hayam mitocha. Okay. A boat. We do not carry, not from it to the sea, and not from the sea to it. Because, of course, it is erishusayachid. The sea is a karmelis. So, therefore, we don't, um, we don't move anything from it, from the erishusayachid, to the sea, which is a karmelis, and not from the sea, which is a karmelis, into it, which is erishusayachid. Exciting stuff. Now, listen closely, friends. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Amuka asara vin gavoa asara metalta mitochaliyam avalo minayam lisocha. Okay. Listen up, friends. So now says Rabbi Yehuda, if the boat is amuka asara, if it is ten tfachim deep, what does it mean it's ten tfachim deep? It means the boat itself is ten tfachim tall. That's what it means. Okay? So if the boat itself, you know, has walls that are ten tfachim, so it's so, so it's, it's a yachid. Okay? It's ten tfachim. However, it is in the water, okay, and it's submerged because they're in the water, so it's submerged slightly in the water, okay, and the top of the walls of the boat are less than 10 tfachim above the, the, the surface of the water. You got that? They're in a boat whose walls are 10 tfachim tall, so it's a rishusayachim. However, because the boat is in the water, it's submerged somewhat, and the top of the walls of the boat are less than 10 tfachim from the surface of the water. Which means that if you were to take water from the sea and bring it into the boat where you are, you would not have to lift it above 10 tfachim from the surface of the water. Because if you would, then you would be bringing it through a makum p'tur, right? Imagine if the walls of the boat were more than 10 tfachim from the surface of the water. Well then, if you wanted to get water from the sea, you would have to take the water from the sea, lift it above 10 tfachim from the surface of the sea, and then into your boat, well, you'd be bringing it from the uh, sea, which is a karmelis, through a makum p'tur, when it goes above 10 tfachim, and then into the boat. And because um, and um, and and because it's going through a makum p'tur, it would be permitted, right? Because, for example, when we say that you're not allowed to throw something from Rishus Arabim to Rishus Hayachid, Right? So imagine you have like a, a pillar that's 10 tfachim tall and it's 4 tfachim by 4 tfachim wide. And we say you're not allowed to throw something from Rishasarabim to this Rishasayachid, even though it's necessarily going to go through, go through Makam Tur. That's because you're going from one Rishus uh, uh, Mida Oraisa to another Rishus Mida Oraisa. However, in this case, um, uh, the sea is a Karmelis, which is only Mida Abanan. And therefore, it would be permitted 
to transfer from a, a karmelis midrabanan to a shusayachid uh, if it's going through a makom p'tur. Therefore, in order for us to be able to say what we're saying, which is that you would not be allowed to draw water from the sea and bring it into your boat with you, um, it must be that you are transferring that water from the sea to your boat lower than 10 tfachim. Because again, if it was above 10 tfachim, you'd be taking it through a makom p'tur and it would be mutter. So it's within 10 tfachim from the surface of the sea, which means... So you have this boat. This boat has walls that are 10 tfachim tall. So therefore it makes the boat itself Roshasayachid. However, because the boat is in the water, it's submerged somewhat. And therefore we're saying that the, from the surface of the water to the top of the boat is less than 10 tfachim. And if you transfer water from the sea into the boat, you will be transferring from a Karmelist to Roshas, directly to Roshasayachid without going through a Makum Tur and it would not be allowed. So, Let's read that again. Rabbi Yehuda Omer says, Rabbi Yehuda, Amuka Asara, if you have a boat that is 10 tefachim deep, i.e., it's, it's, it has walls that are 10 tefachim, it's Rosh Hashayachim. Ven Gavoa Asara, however, it is less than, the top of the boat is less than 10 tefachim from the surface of the water, of the sea. Metatlam so you would be allowed, it would be permitted to move something from the boat into the sea. However, Avalominayam Litocha, however, you would not be allowed to transfer something from the sea, from the Karmelis, into the boat, which is Erishus Ha Yachid. Now, the question is, how come you would not be allowed to transfer water from the sea into the boat? Well, it must be because you're transferring water from a Karmelis, from the sea, into the boat, which is Erishus Ha Yachid. And that's not allowed. So nami Well, if you're transferring um, something from the boat overboard into the sea, so why is that allowed? It shouldn't be allowed because you're transferring from it was just a yachid to karmelis. So So rather, what's the only way you can explain this? Why is it allowed to transfer something from within the boat? to the sea, which is a Karmelis, it must be, because what you're doing is you're actually, you know, taking, let's say, water or something, and you're splashing it against the side of the boat, and then the water now on its own is going to trickle down into the Karmelis, and even though it, 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 the source of this activity is coming from your action, from your, you know, throwing the water against the, splashing the water against the side of the boat, nonetheless, that, right, that's acceptable, kochol be Karmelis lo gazrinan, Logazru, they did not um, say, they did not make a, a decree, a gzera, against um, employing your koach in transferring uh, something from a rishasayachid to a karmelis, or, uh, well, vice versa wouldn't really be uh, relevant. Um, but, so you, while you would not be allowed to transfer this water directly from in the boat into the sea, however, you would be allowed to splash it against the side of the boat and then let it on its own trickle down to the sea, and that would be acceptable, even though it's coming from your action. Zakta Gemaret, Amr says Ravuna, Hani bitsasa demeishan, oh, if you have these little boats, canoes, epis, canoes, canoes, you have epis, a canoe. So you're only allowed to move in this canoe less than four amis. If you move more than four Amis in this canoe, it's a problem because the canoe is a Karmelis. Because the canoe is a Karmelis. It's not a Rosh The question is, how come? Well, 
When we say that you're not allowed to move four Amis in this canoe, it's when within three Tfachim of the uh, bottom of the canoe, there isn't four Tfachim by four Tfachim. It's confusing, right? It's not that bad though, especially after how far we've come, we can deal with this. Basically, remember, uh, well, so this canoe, at the bottom of it, it comes to a point, okay? It comes to a point at the bottom. Now, what Rafuna is saying is, so at the point that it comes to at the bottom, obviously it's not three tfachim by three tfachim. It comes to a point. Now, uh, not three tfachim, four tfachim by four tfachim. So now, what Rafuna is saying is that from, remember, the first three tfachim from the bottom is important, right? Because, well, okay, in order for it to be considered Roshus HaYachid, so it has to have a platform that is four tfachim by four tfachim. Now, because this canoe comes to a point at the bottom, it doesn't have four tfachim by four tfachim at the bottom, and therefore it can't be considered a Roshus HaYachid, it will be a Carmelist. However, um, if within the first three tfachim from the bottom of the canoe, it, it widens out to four tfachim by four tfachim, well, at that point, we can, because of Lavud, we can say that that four, we can basically consider that four tfachim by four tfachim to be the bottom of the canoe and say that it is a Rishos HaYachid. However, if within the first three tfachim height from the bottom of the canoe, um, it does not reach a width of four tfachim by four tfachim, well then, um, it's going to be a Carmelis, okay? So, so that's what Ravuna is saying. So again, Am Ravuna on a Bitsasa Demesha, Demeshan, these canoes, in Metatlin Ba'en, Ela Ba'arba, you can only, uh, move things less than four Amis because they are a, um, what's that thing called? Carmelis. Vla'amaran Ela She'en Bepachis Mishlosha, and that's only when there is not, there does not exist in the first three Tfachim of height from the, from the bottom, Arba'a, four Tfachim by four Tfachim, a surface four Tfachim by four Tfachim, Aval. But if within the bottom, Three tfachim of the canoe. There is yesh bepachos megimel arba. There are four tfachim by four tfachim width. Well then leislan ba. Well then you know just ignore this because it's a rishus hayachid. Okay. Vimalinu kane vuorbene. Now even in a situation where within the first three tfachim of the height of the canoe there is not a width of four tfachim by four tfachim, but you fill in the bottom of the canoe with reeds and with um little um aravis willow branches i eat to fill in the bottom so that you get to a point where now the bottom or at least within the first three tfachim from the bottom there would be a width of four tfachim by four tfachim so then they slanba well then there's no problem it'll be erishus ayachid you can carry as much as your heart desires okay fine that was rafuna's opinion check this out friends maskafla of nachman rav nachman asakasha and rafuna what about good aches, friends? What about good aches? You guys know what good aches is? I think it's come up before. It's definitely come up before. But in case anybody may be a little fuzzy on it, I'll remind you what good aches is. Well, actually, Lemaisa, we had it yesterday and today also, right? With that four tfachim by four tfachim little thing that he takes the water from and that he's drawing the water from the sea from basically good achas means that when you have a wall you can consider that it continues down and therefore what Rav Nachman is asking is that when it comes to the canoe when it comes to the canoe lemaisa, so even though even if within the first three tfachim from the bottom of the canoe it doesn't reach a width of four tfachim by four tfachim but 
if as the walls you know go up it does reach a width of fourth fachim by fourth fachim well then that should be all we need and we should be able to say that from the wider points of the boat that are fourth fachim by fourth fachim we just say that the side of the boat the walls of the boat just go straight down to the bottom of the boat straight down to the sea and therefore we should consider it as if the boat has a width of at least fourth fachim by fourth fachim because from its widest point, let's just say that the walls go straight down to the water. That's what good achis is. That we assume that a wall continues down to the earth. Or in this case, down to the sea. So, let's say that the walls of the canoe at their widest points go straight down to the water. And even though within the first three tfachim of height of the canoe, there isn't a width of four tfachim by four tfachim, but who cares? Because as long as at some point it has a width of four tfachim by four tfachim, let's say that the walls of the canoe at that point go straight down to the water and we have ourselves a canoe that is four tfachim by four tfachim and you'll be able to carry as much as you want in that canoe because it's a Rishasayachim. Because after all, Milotanya, don't we have a price that says, Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yudah, Omer, says Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yudah, no, it's Konev Rishasayachim. If you take a pole and you stick it into the ground, and on top of it is a basket. Okay, now this basket, um, it's four tfachim by four tfachim wide. Okay, but it's not ten tfachim tall. So the basket in it of itself is not erushasayachid. However, it is on top of a pole. And that pole is ten tfachim tall. Okay, so now that pole is ten tfachim tall. Okay. There's a basket on top of it. The basket is four tefachim by four tefachim wide, but it doesn't have a wall. It doesn't have walls. The basket, the, the walls of the basket are not ten tefachim by ten tefachim. So what we can say is that the walls of the basket go straight down to the ground. They follow the pole all the way down to the ground. And now we consider it as if the basket is its own rishus ayachid, because we say that the walls go straight down to the ground and it's four tefachim by four tefachim wide. So we should say. That it's it's that, so we say that it's its own rishusayachid, right? So again, so Tanya Rabbi Yosi Rabbi Yudah Omer, no, it's kind of rishusarabim. If you take a pole that is ten tefachim tall and you stick it into the ground, rishusarabim, uvrosho traskal, and on top of the pole is a um, basket, and the basket is four tefachim by four tefachim, but the walls of the basket are not ten tefachim tall. Vizarak v'nachal gabav chayav. And you throw epis from Rishus Arabim and it lands in the basket, you're chayav. For, 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 for Otsah, from Rishus, or Achnasa, from Rishus Arabim to Rishus Ayachim. Amaminun Gudachis Mechitsasa. So we see that we apply the rule of Gudachis. That we say that the walls go straight down to the ground. And that's why this basket is a Rishus because it has walls that are ten tefachim. So Achinami, here also by our, by our, by our canoe, Neymah, Good achas mechitzasa. Let's say that the walls of the canoe go down to the surface of the water, and uh, even though within three tefachim from the bottom, the width is not four tefachim, but um, from where the width is four tefachim, let's say that the walls go down, and we have ourselves a rishasayachin. Maskiflar of Yosef. Rav Yosef has a problem with Rav Nachman's question, with Rav Nachman's desire to say. Uh, to apply good aches to this boat. Velosh mielu lahada lahada amar Rabbi Yudah Marav. But Rav Nachman, didn't you hear 
of that which Rav Yehuda said in, in the name of Rav, right? Now, of course, Rav Yehuda was Rav Yosef's Rebbe, right? So Rav Yehuda was saying, didn't, so, so, so Rav Yosef was saying, well, don't, of course, you know what my Rebbe, Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav. Now, of course, also Rav Nachman was a student of Rav as well. I believe. I believe he was. So anyways, so Yudah Amarab, so Umatu Ba Mishum Rabchia, and some say, Lemai say it was Rabichia, okay, Vitaniala, that we teach about that price of a Chacham Potun. Oh. So Yosef says, one second, Nur of Nachman. Your whole kasha, your whole, um, you know, basis for wanting to say good achis, to say that the walls of this canoe will go down, and therefore it should be a Rishusayachit. Your whole basis for that is this um, brisa about this pole with a basket on it that over there we seem to be saying good achas mechitzasa and your chayev. But v'tani alav chacham potrin. But the chachamim taught about that brisa that actually the chachamim said that you're potter darin. Which would sound like we wouldn't say good achas mechitzasa. And therefore, of Nachmi, we wouldn't say good achas over here, by the canoe either. Amalei Abai, so of course Abai, sister of Yosef, Vadlo Tizbara, one second, Rav Yosef, you would not hold like Rav Nachman? You wouldn't agree that we would say, good achis over here? Vatan, if we learn in Abai, so Amud Rishus HaRabim, Gavo Asar Vrach if you have a pillar, in Rishus HaRabim, and it's 10 Tfachim tall, and it's 4 Tfachim by 4 Tfachim wide, Ve'ein Bi'ikaro Dalet, however, the bottom of the pillar is not four tfachim by four tfachim wide. It's less than that. And the part of the pillar that is less than four tfachim wide is three tfachim tall. That its thinner area is, is three tfachim tall, i.e. in the first three tfachim of the pillar, it remains less than four tfachim wide. Vizarak Vinoch al and a person throws that piece from Rishusa Rabim and it lands on top of the pillar. Chayev. He's Chayev for throwing something from Rishusa Rabim to Rishusa Yachid. But one second. But one second. Within the first three Tvachim of this pillar, it's less than four by four. So shouldn't it be considered a karmless? Why should it be Chayev a Korban Chatas? Amamrinon Gurachas Michitsasa. So clearly we do say good achas mechitzasa. The reason why you're chayev for throwing epis from Rishus Arabim and it lands on this pillar is because we treat the pillar as Rishus Ayachid, which means that the walls of this pillar go straight down to the ground and we consider this to be something that is uh, uh, four tfachim by four tfachim wide and ten tfachim tall. Even though the bottom three tfachim of the pillar are less than four by four. So we say good achas mechitzasa. So achanami. And therefore, here also, by the canoe, we should say good aches, like Rav Nachman wants to assert, and we should say that you'd be allowed to carry more than four Amis in this boat, even though it's less than four Tfachim by four Tfachim within the first three Tfachim of the height of the boat. And then Abai continues, Midi area. And by the way, that argument that you were making, Rav Yosef, when it came to the pole that was stuck into the ground with the basket on top, that the Chachamim said that you're going to be potter for throwing into that basket. Don't 
try to argue from there that we don't hold of the concept of good aches. The reason why the Chachamim say, Dartin, that you would be putter for throwing something from Rishus Rabim into that basket, it's not because they disagree with Gudachis Mechitzasa. They agree with Gudachis. And guess what? They even say Gudachis over there. They even say that when you have that basket on top of the pole, we would assume that the, that the walls go down. But there's a technical problem. That by that pole, little goats would be able to, you know, get into that invisible wall, walled off area. Therefore, that kind of like, um, what's it called? Disqual, not exactly disqualifies it, but like, um, I forget the word, but, um, delegitimizes it. Not, I mean, I mean, the point is, right, good aches is kind of like shtickle magic, right? We're creating this imaginary wall that we're saying that this basket, quote unquote, wink, wink, kind of its walls go all the way down to Rishus Harabim, right? But if, you know, this basket is on a pole and goats can be able to get into that, you know, so to speak, area that theoretically we have invisible walls going down, well, clearly, um, you know, it, 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 it's not a very good wall if goats can get in, okay? And that is why the Chachamim say by this basket on the pole, um, that, um, you know, we're not going to say that they're going to be potter for throwing something from Shusarabim and it lands in that basket because the wall that goes down from that basket to Shusarabim, you know, goats can get into that walled off area. It's not a, a real area. Um, however, in the case of this canoe, it's in the water. No goats are going to get between the walls into our imaginary walled off space and therefore, um, we would say good aches over here and um, say that you'd be allowed to carry in this boat because it's a Rishus Ayachet. But over here, um, um, because our boat is in the water, so in our imaginary walled off area that's more than four Tvachim by four Tvachim, no goats would be able to get in there because it's in the water. Was that clear? I hope that was clear. I hope that was clear. Oh, that was clear. So, so Abayi's arguing that even the Chacham would agree, right, that we say good aches mechitza. However, it would have to be, you know, as much as possible, legitimately walled off area. If goats can, you know, freely roam to and from that imaginary walled off area, then it's not really a, a walled off area. But once it's in the water and no goats can get in, so then, you know, we, we can, we can go with good, good asik, good aches. Gadasik is when the wall goes up, Gadasik is when the wall goes down, such as here, the wall is going down to the ground. So Rav Acha Breder of Acha says to Rav Ashi, he says, yeah, but here also fish can swim into our imaginary wall, in our imaginary wall of area. So Rav Ashi says, yeah, but fish um, swimming into our walled off area is not really a breach that we're concerned about. Umina Tamra, and how do I know that, you know, and from where am I going to say um, that we're not concerned about fish swimming into our walled-off area? So let's say you're in Rishisa Rabin, and you see that there is some broken-down building. And broken-down buildings, they can have like walls that are like, meaning so some of the structure is intact, but you might have a wall that's like, you know, part of it is like collapsed, but maybe the top of it is still intact. 
So we want to say from the top, do we say good aches to say that it's considered a walled off area and you'd be able to carry things inside. Right? So, so mechitza tluya ma'ushatatirbechurva. So if you have this wall of a broken, of kind of a abandoned building and there's like a breach in the wall, but the, you have, there's some of the wall from the top, do we say that we would say good aches uh, to say that you'd be allowed to carry in that chorva? And Rav says, we only say that a mechitza um, tzluya, we only say that this wall that's kind of like suspended in the air um, would, we, would, would be considered a wall when it comes to the water, when something is suspended over water. It's a kula that the chacham were make when it comes to mine. But um, if it was on like a, a building, we wouldn't say good aches in that context to allow you to carry inside this churva, we would say that uh, it's considered part of Rosh Hashanah. What's the big deal? How come you're allowed to, why, why, why do we say good aches when it comes to uh, water? Ha'ika b'kiyaz dagim, but fish can get darten. Ela shma minah b'kiyaz dagim, lo shma b'kiyah, that fish breaching our imaginary wall uh, is not of concern. Friends, let's move on. Sfinis kshuris chule. Oh, so if you have boats that are tied to one another, you would be permitted to transfer things from one boat to the other. Now the Gemara says pshita. That's obvious. So now the Gemara right now, I believe, is assuming that um, the same fellow owns both boats. Okay, and therefore, if the same fellow, let's call him Ruven, Ruven owns both boats, well then, and they're tied to together, well then obviously he can move things from one boat to the other. So Amarava lo lahater. So Rav says that the Chiddush of the Mishnah is to say that even if you want to transfer this fellow, Reuven, wants to transfer items from his first boat to his second boat by way of some other little boat, some like canoe little thing, and that canoe is not tied to anything, it's just free. So you would be allowed to transfer from the first boat to the second boat using this little canoe thing, even though it's not secured to anything. I'm going to Safra. Now listen to what Safra says to Rava. Moshe, Shapirko Amart. Moshe, do you do you really think that you're giving a good answer? So now Rav Nachman, so Rav Nachman Mibreslav. So he learns here somewhere in the Kutimaran. I don't remember. I could probably find it somewhere. It's probably in like one of the first ten or something. I can't remember it exactly. But he says that Tamil Chacham call each other Moshe, and he brings a raya from this Gemara. He says, Moshe, Shapir Kamat. So we see that Rav Safar was calling Rava Moshe, right? Uh, and Rashi says, Moshe, Klomart, Rabbeinu Bedoro, Kamosha Bedoro. That our teacher, Rava, in, in this generation is like Moshe was in that generation. Very cool. So, anyways, Rav Safra says to Rava, he says, Moshe, do you really think that you're giving a good answer? Mishnah doesn't say anything about little transferring by way of canoes. Mishnah talks about transferring from one boat to another boat directly. And the Gemara is asking, isn't it obvious that if Ruvain owns both boats and they're tied together, obviously he can transfer from one Rosh to another Rosh Like, what's the concern? So, So, if Safra says, no, it's talking about where both boats are not owned by the same person. One boat is owned by Ruvain, one boat is owned by Shimon, and they're tied together. And we're saying that because they're tied together, they can make an Eruv. They could join together the two Rishus uh, and uh, allow uh, uh, transferring from one to the other, even though it's in the water, which is a karmelist.
Uchdetanin, as we learn in the Brisa, Svinis Kshuris, if you have um, boats that are tied to one another, Zobazo, Me'arvin Umtatlin Mizolazo, so you can make an Eruv, you can join together the two boats, and then you can carry from one to the other. Nifsiku, if the uh, uh, rope that is tying the two boats together breaks, well then Nesru, then you can no longer transfer items from one to the other. Chazru Vinikshru, if somehow the uh, they got retied to each other on Shabbos. Ben Shogun, Ben Whether the retying happened by accident, whether it happened on purpose, Ben Anusin, whether it happened like against your will, Ben Mutin, whether there was some kind of uh, other mistake that enabled them to uh, get retied. Rishon. Basically, um, if they get retied, no matter how they got retied, so then uh, you can resume carrying from one to the other. Now continues the verse. If you have in Rosh Hashanah uh, like uh, uh, reed mats that are just spread out and create these little hut areas, like makeshift kind of Rosh Yachids. So so you would be allowed to make Eruvs between these little um, cordoned off areas and carry between them, uh, no problem. Niglalu, but if these uh, mats like got rolled up somehow, i.e. the walls went away, well then Ne'esru, then you wouldn't be allowed to carry anymore between these different areas. Chazu v'nifashu, but if they, um, if they then got re-spread out, i.e. the, the walls then got re-affixed, uh, whether the, you know, no matter how these walls got reaffixed, re uh, you would be allowed to continue transferring from one of the, you know, from the different Rishasayachids because, uh, you made an Erev in advance. Because any Mechitza that was created on Shabbos, whether on purpose, whether by accident, it's nonetheless considered a Mechitza and you would be allowed to carry between them and inside of them, etc. Ini, is this really true that you would be able to use these um, indivi- these areas once you know once the uh, uh, mats got rolled up and then rolled back down? When we say that they're considered walls, that's only like lechumra to say that if somebody throws from into them, then you'll be chayiv. you wouldn't be allowed to carry in them, and certainly not in between them. So Nachman said that these walls, um, you know, you're only, it's only considered walls to say that you're chayev if you throw something into there, but you wouldn't be allowed to carry in them or carry between them. That is only if you um, reconstructed the walls on purpose. But if it was by accident, then no problem. So remember, we were in Rosh Rabim. We had these walls, these like makeshift reed walls that cordoned off these little Rosh Hashanah areas. So we say you can make an Erev and then you can carry uh, between these little Rosh Hashanah If the walls get rolled up, well then the Erev goes away and you can't carry, certainly not between the areas, but uh, likely not even in those other areas, like within the areas because there are no walls anymore, so it's not Rosh Hashanah If the walls then get reaffixed, they get rolled down again, and now you, you have walls again, so then you can rely once again, on that Erev, and you can carry in these places, uh, between the places, no problem. So what did we see? So we saw that if you have these boats, uh, two boats, and they're tied to one another, and they're owned separate by two different people, so then they can make an Erev to allow them to carry each other, and that's what the Chiddush of the Mishnah is. Amr Shmuel, says Shmuel, and says Shmuel, when we say that they are tied, when they are tied together, you can carry between them. It's even if they are simply tied with like a thread that you know, some kind of a string that you use to to tie close the neck of your shirt. 
what exactly is this sarbal? Well, if the sarbal is strong enough to be able to hold the two boats together, well, then obviously you can carry from one, one, one to another uh, because it's a strong enough rope that's tying them together. So, but if the uh, this sarbal is not strong enough to hold these two boats together, well, then amai, then why would you be allowed to carry between them? They're not, you know, con- considered tied together properly. So really, it's talking about where the sarbal is strong enough to be able to hold the two boats together. Shmuel, and what's Shmuel telling us? Um, Shmuel is just coming to basically protect himself or to respond to a different opinion that he has. Now, what's this other opinion that he has? Here's the other opinion that he has in the Maiset. Ditanan, as we learn in the Mishnah, where's this Mishnah? In Oyelos. Uh, Mishnah in Oyelos. Great. Nu, kasha bedavra maimida mevila tuma bedavish e maimida ein mevila tuma. Bamashmua vushakshua bishashela shabarzel. Nu, what's this talking about? This is talking about the following situation. So, of course, we know that a mace is an avi avos atuma, right? Of course, once already we're talking about Erevin and all these complicated things about, uh, you know, Rishusayachar, Rishusarabim, Karmelis, we may as well throw Tuma Sames in there, get a little bit of Tuma Tara, why not? Just kind of the cherry on top to, to kind of finish off the daf. So, so you have a, a, a mace, a mace is an avi avos atuma. Now, uh, of course, if somebody touches a mace, that person becomes an avatuma. Now, it's not just if somebody touches the mace, it's also if somebody is in the same building that the mace is in. So, he's in an OL, a mace will also become an avatuma. Great. So, now, listen up to this. Here's a new thing that we actually haven't encountered before. Something called Cherev Areu Kuchalo. This is the halacha that I learned in Camp Morish Akolel. I once mentioned Camp Morish Akolel with Isaac Lebois. So, that was a story about jury duty and grama. This is a halacha I learned on a Thursday night in Camp Morasha. What parsha was it? Uh, is it possible with parsha Chukas? Maybe. Because we're talking about Tuma. Anyways, Rabbi, Rabbi Sobolovsky, he gave a shir on Thursday night. He was talking about Cherv, Areu, Kuchalo, Sof, Tuma, Latzes. Exciting stuff. In any event, I remembered it somehow. So, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember a few things. Anyways, I digress. To get back on topic, so what is Cherev Areu Kuchalo? So what that means is that if you take, so a mace is Naviyah Vosatuma. Now if you take a, uh, a sword and touch it to the mace, well guess what? The sword does not become an Avatuma. It becomes an Aviyah Vosatuma just like the uh, mace itself. Okay? Okay? So the mace is an Aviyah Vosatuma. If metal, if a sword, if metal touches the mace, so the metal becomes an avi avosatuma just like the mace itself. The sword is just like the corpse. It's an avi avosatuma. So what the case is in this Mishnah is that you have a mace. A mace is in a house. Okay. Now this house is right next to the bank of the river. Now you have a boat and you are tying this boat to the house to like anchor it. Okay. Uh, but there's more. Now, in this boat are a whole bunch of kalim, all sorts of stuff. Now, kalim, of course, can only become tame from a avatuma. So now, you have a mace. The mace is in this house. 
you have this boat, you have a boat that is connected to, let's say, the balcony of the house, let's say, uh, by a rope. So now, the rope is going to become tame from the mace, because the rope is kind of connected to the house, and it's somehow in the house, one way or another. The mace is also in the house. So by way of an oela mace, the rope becomes tame as well. Now, if we just assume that it's a regular rope, that's not metal, it's just a regular rope, well then the regular rope is going to become an avatuma. The rope is tied to the boat. The boat is going to become a risha on the tuma, but it ends there. It won't be able to be matame the kalim in, um, in, in the boat because a risha on the tuma cannot be matame kalim. Only an avatuma can. However, if this um, rope was made out of metal, well, in that case, the tumas ha'ol will make the metal rope or chain an avia vosatuma, just like the mace itself. And because the chain is connected to the boat, the boat will become an avatuma, and then the avatuma will be matami all of the contents of the boat, all of the kalim on the boat. So now, 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 let's take a look at the gemara. So the tanan is we learn in the mishnah kasher bedaver amaymida. And we're going to explain what this means, but if you tie the boat to the house um, with a davarah ma'amida, something that will hold the boat, and we're going to explain what that means, ain't maybe la tuma, no, maybe la tuma. So in that case, it's going to make the vessels that are inside of the boat tame. But if you tie the boat to the house with something that is not going to stand it, and again, we're going to define what this means, ain't maybe la tuma, then it will not transfer, right? The boat will not be able to transfer tuma to its contents that are inside. But Amr Shmuel, and Shmuel defines, There you go. So when we say, and we say that it will transfer tuma to the kalim inside, that's specifically a rope that's made out of iron, that's made out of metal. So in order for the uh, kalim inside the boat to become tame, the rope would need to be made out of metal, be a metal chain. Um, so the metal chain itself is an avievosa tuma, makes the boat an avatuma, makes the kalim inside in uh, arish on the tuma. So now, the point that Shmuel is making is that even though his opinion by the case of the Oela Mace is that the boat that the, the rope that the boat is tied with is a rope made out of metal chains, he does not say that, don't think that he holds the same opinion regarding these two boats on Shabbos that are tied to one another to allow you to carry from one to another. No, even if it's just the string of your clothing, um, as long as it can hold the boats together, that, 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 that's really all we need to enable transferring. So here we go. So Le'inyan Tuma says the Gemara who dechsev b'chalal chev chayv areu k'chalal. Specifically, when it comes to Tuma, that's where Shmuel says that he requires a uh, metal chain because it says chalal chev. It says in the pasuk, you know, of the uh, discussing uh, a person who was killed by a sword. So then we say chayv areu k'chalal that the that the sword is just like the corpse, and that if a sword or any metal touches a corpse, it becomes an aviavosa Tuma. So in. That's where Shmuel says that you, that you require a metal chain. As long as the rope is able to keep the two boats connected to one another, then that would be enough to enable transferring, um, even if it's simply just a string that you use to tie the neck of your clothing. Friends, I think that was an okay daf. Let's do a review. So we uh, started off with the machlokas between um, Rav Huna on the one hand and Rav Chizda and Rabbah Rav Huna regarding how to extract water from the sea and bring it into your boat. Um, the most interesting part of that was um, that according to Rav Chizda and Rav Rabbah Rav Huna, the way that you would remove the refuse would be that you would splash it against the side of the boat and even if it then trickles down into the Carmelis, that would be no problem because kochu b'karmelis lo gazru. 
They did not make a gezerah against, uh, you know, let's say grama or causing something to happen by way of his activity when it comes to transferring uh, b- between a Carmelist, because that's only Midirabanan anyways. Then we started talking about canoes. Of Huna's opinion on a canoe is that a canoe, if the, um, if, if it doesn't widen out to four Tvachim by four Tvachim within the first three Tvachim of its height, well then you cannot carry more than four Amos in it because it's a Carmelist. Uh, Rav Nachman, however, argues and he says, well, we should be able to say good Achis to say that it is a Rishos Hayachid and you would be allowed to, um, carry in there. And he brings his proof from a pole that has a basket on the top that we say that if you throw from Rishos Arabim into it, you'll be chayv because of good aches. Now to that, um, Rav, uh, Rav Yosef argued and he said, yeah, but the Chacham Lamaisa say over there that you would be potter. So it sounds like we wouldn't say good aches. So, so, um, Abai says, no, of course we say good aches. The only reason why over there the Chacham say you're potter is because since goats can get into that imaginary walled off area, well, therefore it's not really a good, a good wall. However, in the case of the canoe, where we would say good aches and there's no goats getting in there because it's in the water, then it would be fine. Uh, however, Ravacha, Breder Ravacha said to Ravashi, but what about the fish can get darten? So, so the answer was that fish don't count. Talking about boats that are tied to, to one another. Rava, um, explained that the Chiddush over there is that, so Ruvain owns both boats, but the, the point is that he's transferring by way of some smaller boat that isn't tied to anything else. And that's the Chiddush. To which, Ruv Safra says, Moshe Shapir Ka'amart, calls Rava Moshe, says, you know, you, you really think that you're giving a good answer? The, the, the Mishnah didn't say anything about transferring by way of a boat, just transfer from one boat to the next. So rather he says that the Chiddush is that it is, um, talking about where the two boats are owned by two different people and as long as they're tied together you can make an Eruv. Uh, at the end we saw that Shmuel's opinion was that the the um, string that connects the two boats can even just be a, a clothing string not necessarily a, doesn't have to be a, 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 a big strong metal chain because that would only be by Tumasa Oel over here as long as they can stay connected even if it's just a clothing string uh, that would be enough to um, allow you to carry between them as long as there is an Eruv. Friends, hope you enjoy that. Have a great day. Peace out.